0: Think about a sweet old grandmother telling you, well, if they embarrass you in front of people, then you get them back in front of people. Right. Like, what is that supposed to what solve? What would that
1: accomplish? But my mom used to tell me, if someone starts a fight and you don't finish it, don't come home.
0: And I got the same advice. Right. right? If I somebody hits is you, that you, you good? hit them, you hit them back. But do you know what's funny?
1: It's about defending yourself. It's about defending yourself. I agree yourself. with I, it.
0: I don't know if that's bad advice I until, don't think you, it is. until you're locked
1: until- up. <laughs> Welcome to The Push Podcast, so if you're juggling all the things but you're also trying to get to the next level guess what you're in the right place so get ready to be pushed hey guys welcome back to the push podcast i am janelle copeland and
0: i'm edward yep 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 yep. copeland clap it up i feel like i'm in a like a game like a sports game i'm ready i'm pumped i'm ready
1: did you have a pre-workout
0: i did right before this uh podcast i decided to just like drink pre-workout even though it's like 10 o'clock at night
1: nice well um (laughs) meanwhile if you are watching this on youtube i look crazy right now you look beautiful um thank you so much honey i'm still trying to not sweat right now i just got back from the gym and we're late on this podcast because i was out of town in new york with jordan and just a little bit around Yeah. Having fun with my daughter, (laughs) scoping out colleges. We had a really good time and it'll tie into this episode because I wanted to ask you guys, we took a poll recently if you're an entrepreneur or even if you're just a working professional, are you saving up for college for Mm. your kids? As you know, we're about to have three kids in college within the next year and that's a lot of money, that's, right?
0: Yeah, that's a lot of so, ed- education. So if you're
1: interested <laughs> in talking about finances, stick around because we're going to talk about that a little bit in this episode. But also we want to invite you to join the Pusher Society where we're about to partake in Money May. That's a thing.
0: That's a, that's a thing. Right? Well, it's so funny. We're when doing you, some
1: challenges.
0: <laughs> when you said we have three kids in school. And if you would like to participate, I thought you were literally. go like a
1: gonna ask, I thought you
0: were going to ask for a donation. <laughs> if you would like to participate I mean, like in to. funding the Copeland Girls Education, please dial one eight eight. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to do a workshop on finances. It's basically going to be like all the stuff that you never learned in school about money, mm-hmm. finances, taxes, credit, debt, all of those things, and it's going to be on Monday, April twenty fifth. So. If you're interested, please send me a DM at Janelle Copeland on Instagram. You can go to janellecopeland.com, read all about this workshop, and you can also go to We Are the Copelands to learn more about this financial workshop. We are not experts, but we sent out an email saying that we filed bankruptcy in 2009 because we lost our jobs, and so we're going to talk to you about the last like 12 years of rebuilding our credit and kind of coming back from the dead financially. And how we got there to here and we're still climbing. So if you're interested, we're going to be doing that financial workshop on Monday, April 25th. And then it's about to be Money May in the Pusher Society. Money, money, money. Yep. So I'm done with announcements now. (laughs) Anyways, I look crazy because in the previous episode, we talked about April was going to be the month that we really had a heightened focus on our health and wellness. Yep. And so we are both committed to losing 10 pounds and we are
0: month. now technically
1: like six when, days when in. this episode
0: comes out, it'll be 12 days right. in.
1: Here's right? the problem. I didn't start until the fourth because I was out of town eating LaVon cookies, fresh made pizza in a restaurant at Lucali's.
0: Well, can Shout you rephrase out to that?
1: Naima and Joe and Jaded for opening their home and hosting yeah, us in New York. That's amazing.
0: Thank you for doing that. So can you clarify that? Because you just said something that I think you probably want to re-say again. You decided that you were going to start on the 4th. It wasn't because you were out of town. You could have ate healthy.
1: No, I couldn't have. (laughs) Why would I go out of town and like, oh, sorry, I'm counting my calories right now. I knew good and well that I was going to have to cram it in. We have 35 days Well, there are people today. who
0: travel quite often before work yeah. and all those kind of things. You can actually have a healthy we can. diet routine while you're traveling. And later you just on, chose not to.
1: And later on in <laughs> April, I will be traveling to Florida to teach classes at SoFlo and I will be eating healthy there.
0: Right. It's a different decision.
1: It is. Yeah. So why are you sweating me? <laughs> I'm not sweating
0: you. Anyways. I just wanted to make sure you, the people knew that you weren't like, it wasn't just like automatic. Like you decided, hey, I'm going to live it up in New York. And I'll start on the fifth. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> said, well, I don't understand
1: right? what the clarification <laughs> is. I feel like attacked. Like you're calling me out. No,
0: I'm not attacking you. I'm just. I'm but clarifying. if I'm not
1: mistaken, when I ate pizza in New York, you ate pizza here in Covina.
0: Oh, right. When did this become? You also me? <laughs> had
1: ramen, which is not on your meal plan when I was gone. You also. Tried to eat everything that I was eating when I was in New York. So it correct me if I'm wrong, but your ass didn't start until the fifth. Can either. I just
0: clarify something? Just wanna
1: know. Just clar- yes or no.
0: <laughs> I was on, I'm yes on your or side. no. <laughs> Why? Wow. It's because we
1: do everything together, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. Okay. Can I just say- You want to
1: front me out, I'm not fronting you
0: out. I was just, what I was trying to make sure people understood, there are people who are on this weight loss journey with us, Mm -hmm. and we don't want to give them built-in excuses. No,
1: we started today. It is a conscious
0: decision. I decided to have pizza when you had pizza because I didn't want you to feel like I was getting all this like- you know, healthy eating like a,
1: a head start. <laughs>
0: head start,
1: but you could have. That would have been your decision. <laughs> but if
0: we're not competing, it was. This is. This is, we're doing this together.
1: Okay, now it's a together <laughs> thing. A second ago, it was a personal attack, <laughs> no. but now it's a together thing.
0: Oh, but that's about what in the world? Okay, I was trying well, to be helpful, and now it turned into <laughs> World War Three.
1: No, actually not. <laughs> I love you. I don't want to fight with you. Okay. So let's start with some what in the world. We spent the day together when I came back from New York. I missed you. like I I missed you too. I know. We went to lunch and we both just agree this stage in our life and our marriage, we very much enjoy each other's company. Right. Right.
0: I think you're awesome.
1: Hasn't always been that way.
0: I've always thought you're awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I'm really happy to report that there's nothing that you do that I'm really like, God, I hate this about him or I'm always mad at him pertaining to this issue. And I think it's a really great space to be in. And yeah. I realize it's a blessing and not all couples feel that way about their spouse. I think it's fair to say that everyone has something to complain about.
0: 100%. Um,
1: but this space in time, in our relationship, I really like you.
0: I really like you too. And I think I, I work hard to like you. Not to... Not
1: wow. <laughs> no, no, please. Wow.
0: I can't say What is right. wrong with you today? You know today? what? Uh, it is going to... Uh, I'm going to exit the building with okay. my th- No, what that. I am saying to you is <laughs> Jeez, that I, I want I like love you. you so I put effort into in like liking you. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Not that, it's not like you're hard to like. Like it's easy to like I you. I literally
1: have no clue where you're going with this cuz <laughs> I mean, let's be real then. Truth be told, I put a lot of effort into not being mad at you, too. I'm just
0: <laughs> no, kidding. <laughs> no, but you I mean, what, I have to look past what, a lot of your what, shortcomings. No, but... what I'm saying, look, okay, at <laughs> all seriousness, this is what I'm saying. I think for many couples out there, they don't realize that loving and liking your partner, it's effort. It's not oh, like, yeah. and it's okay that it's effort because mm-hmm. anything worth having is worth working for Mm -hmm. and having you in my life is worth working for. So I'm constantly working to like, look at you with new eyes and Mm -hmm. and like embrace you. Like those things doesn't matter if it takes any type of effort. I'm not like mustering myself up. I'm I'm just saying it sounds like like. no, I'm conscious about it. I guess that's a better way to say I'm conscious of like looking at my wife and saying, wow, look how beautiful she is. Wow. Look how well she look at how much she cares about our family. Look what she does. Like, that is something I think as a conscious effort to notice and to, you know, make sure I acknowledge you for.
1: Yeah, that sounds better than I work really hard to like you. Oh, my God. That's what you said. I
0: know. But that's not what I, you know. That's not what I meant.
1: I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, I know that. But the people don't know that.
0: Well, I'm glad I was able to explain myself. Yeah, so
1: Clear my name for, <laughs> yes. for the people.
0: You are extremely easy to like. <laughs> like, <laughs> even in this conversation, oh, you're God. easygoing. going. <laughs>
1: Well, back to our date that I thought was a good date.
0: I thought it was too.
1: Um, we had an entire day that we spent together laughing and having great conversations. And, you know, people ask all the time, where do you get like inspiration for your podcast? I'm like, it's the stuff we go through, right? Yeah. But we agreed that the date day that we spent together, not one single one of those conversations could be had on the push podcast. No, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everything we talked about cannot be discussed on this podcast <laughs> because we I live feel like in, it could. We talked about cancel culture. Um, uh-huh. there's certain things that we'd be canceled for if we talked about at great length on this podcast, not because we're terrible people, but because we are each other's like person, right? So that's the question. My wife. Who's your person that you hundred percent be yourself? Your treasure chest. Who's your treasure chest? Who do you go to if you need to vent about a friend who do you go to if you need to get advice about how right, you're feeling right. about something. And you right. can
0: be completely 100%, 100% honest, honest about like your first thought.
1: No judgment. No ju-
0: and you know how you get there how? is because I know your heart.
1: Right. Right. And I mm-hmm. know
0: that you're saying whatever you're saying, although it may be crazy as shit. Right. You're saying it with so much love. In your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, okay. And I like I like, whatever you say, she says it to me and I just close the treasure chest and I right. lock those things up right. forever. <laughs> so one of
1: the questions, like just to give you guys an example, is like, who do you think is more out of shape, men or women? Right. It's a basic question. We're not going to answer it. But who do you think? Like, no. think about the people that you interact with on a daily basis. Next question is.
0: That was a derivative yeah. conversation from the conversation that how many couples are there like. That, oh, we're, were going to get into that.
1: I don't know where, where you're going with it, but <laughs> we're gonna st- I'm not going to talk about all the topics. Oh, OK,
0: go ahead. Never mind.
1: <laughs> OK, this is awkward now. <laughs> the point is, is there are conversations that we have to tread lightly around, right. but they are funny conversations that we have amongst each other. And, you know, this it's all in good fun because we're like, OK, we need to lose some weight right now. Let's take inventory. Like one of the things you say to me all the time is, honey you know, you're in better shape than most women. So don't be so hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. Although I appreciate that. I think that women, we need to do a better job of wanting to feel good Mm. and like eating better. So I'm reading this book right now. It says like 11 million Americans died of poor, like a poor diet in 2017. And I was just like, God, I wonder how many of those people were women. Right. Because I'm a woman. Right. So we're just we were just having a conversation about who do you think is more out of shape, men or women? Do you think women let themselves go because they have babies? And, you know, my husband, he's faithful and he doesn't really care. He thinks I'm beautiful. And then at what point if she gets out of shape, does the husband get out of shape? Right. right, right. So that's kind of one of the conversations we were talking about. Then that led us into you know, we were watching something about the Will Smith thing, which we won't get into with Chad Cinco. And then he says... The advice I got from my grandmother was if somebody embarrasses you in public, then you handle it in public. <laughs> <laughs> and we literally fell what? out. He said, No, nah, I don't know if that's good advice. And we were like, nah bro, that's not good advice. Right, like right. you definitely don't want to handle something in public because someone embarrassed you in public, then that means you would be I condoning. Don't know. He
0: never even like said, is I don't know if that's good advice or not. He literally. He did say that. Oh, he did. Uh huh. Okay. Well, the way he said it is like he said, "Oh, my grandmother told me that. That's gold. That no. is going to be the advice." <laughs> like it's like, but if you look at his past, right, mm-hmm. it would confirm that he probably took that to heart,
1: right? Because he's been in trouble a bunch right, of times. Right. So he's like, "Well, my grandmother told me that." Blah blah blah. But you so ever, that we, sparked the conversation of today's podcast, which right. is. Who gives you bad advice? Who has given you bad advice in your life that you took it as like, oh, this is gold.
0: Right, and it's, this is a person that's like an authority, authority. In, your, in your life, like someone that's influential. In, like in, your parents. In, in your, your parents, like. <laughs> they, like
1: I can think of a million bad pieces of advice <laughs> <laughs> that I have received. Bless their heart. Yeah, but they did it out of like a place of like, the, out of, based on my experience with the world, this is what I know to be true. Right. So I'm gonna pass it down to you. And then you grow up and you're like, actually, that was very terrible <laughs> advice. <laughs> right?
0: Right. But it was so funny because like we were watching that and then we paused and I was like, that is the worst advice I've right. ever heard in my life. <laughs> and you think about a sweet old grandmother telling you, well, if they embarrass you in front of people, then you get them back in front of people. Right. Like, what is that supposed to, to what solve? What would that
1: accomplish?
0: Right. And so,
1: but my mom used to tell me if someone starts a fight and you don't finish it, don't come home.
0: And I got the same advice. Right. right? If I somebody hits you, you, hit, the, you hit them bad? back. But do you know what's funny?
1: It's about defending yourself. It's about defending I agree so, with I, it.
0: I don't know if that's bad advice I until, don't think you, it is. until you're locked until- up. <laughs>
1: Right, and I'm pretty sure I told my kids the same thing. Like, right. if someone picks on you and they start a physical fight with you, you defend yourself, yeah. and then I'll take you for ice cream.
0: Yeah, sticks and stones may break your bones. Words won't hurt you. But if they throw sticks and stones, then you make sure you get them back. What? No. no, but I, like that is advice that a lot of people would say that, hey, they probably received.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: we were watching the same show, and one of the the guys on there said... All boys fight. Okay. And you you said, no. I yeah. said
1: not all boys fight. I, I know several grown men who have never been in a fight. And I in was their pretty life.
0: surprised by that. Right. Like, so like I'm talking about you like you
1: think all boys fight.
0: Well, I'm thinking from elementary school to adulthood,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I probably would say that I think ninety percent of males have gotten in a fight.
1: Now, we're not talking about like fourth grade, someone steals your, or like you're four years old, someone steals your Tonka truck. And then that's not a fight. I'm talking about like beyond fourth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, like you get into a brawl. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Okay. I still stand at night. Really? Yeah. I may be biased because I'm. Okay. Well, you know, I wonder
1: how many women have actually been in a fight.
0: I'm going to say that lowers to about 30%. (laughs) You think? Yeah. Have you ever punched someone in the face?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: After fourth grade? Yes. <laughs> were you?
1: Not were you taking your taking
0: Mom's advice, or were you? Or were you? Did yes.
1: I was. <laughs> so
0: somebody hit you first? Yes. Oh, I, Wait, I didn't no, know no, this no, story. No, 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 no,
1: no. Actually, no. I no, take you, that you back. You told
0: me a story where You're you right. choked somebody out.
1: I did. <laughs> You're right. What, are we are we talking about fights? No,
0: I'm just. We're talking about a bad advice, and now that advice turns well, into. Well,
1: ironically, action. when I went to my 20th year high school reunion, the girl I got into a fight with was actually at the reunion, and she walked straight up to me, and I was like, "How is this gonna go?" And she gave me a hug, and, and I was ready.
0: I was like, "If oh, li- you had my back. I, you yeah, were like goes- Will
1: Smith. <laughs> get out of here with that." <laughs>
0: Oh my God, that's hilarious. Go okay, <laughs> so
1: there's this article that I found that kind of sparked this conversation and it's basically titled 22 Hilariously Bad Pieces of Advice That You Shouldn't Follow. Again, inspired by the Chad Ocho Single conversation, which then we started talking about a bunch of bad advice that we got, that we received. One of the bad pieces of advice I got from a parent who shall remain anonymous was like, don't quit the job that you have mm. at the grocery store when you're 18 because it's safe, you know, you have good benefits and they work with your schedule. Don't quit that job to go become like a salesperson. I was being recruited by AT&T Wireless right. and my parent said, you know, that's a terrible thing. Like you don't ever want to work on commission. Like you don't want to have your income fluctuate and I was like, "Well, I kind of am going to take it cuz I want to bet on myself." Yeah. And it wound up being one of the best decisions I've ever made because it kind of broke the cycle in my family of union mentality, mm-hmm. seniority, and then I worked in an environment where you got compensated for your output. Mm. And I think that that helped shape and mold who I've become. Right. And I, you know, no longer subscribe to, well, I've been here longer so I deserve it. I subscribe to you. I will work my face off and I will learn it and I will develop the skill. So I expect to be compensated for that.
0: Right. I think many people, especially boomers, right? Mm-hmm. From that generation, would probably give you that same advice, yeah. no matter if they were your parents or not. Because yeah, so the it's generation not like a par- parental a,
1: was, fault. Right.
0: It was like a generational advice, right. right? Like you worked for a company, you got into that company, it was secure, you were able to buy a home and you were able to live the American dream. Right. Right. But I think as time goes on, that aperture for the dream gets bigger and larger. And you start to like think of things that you can do beyond what you've seen and what your parents have delivered. And I think that like growing up for me, and I think we may have mentioned this before, but the idea that money doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm.
1: Or it, money is evil.
0: Right. Or, yeah, m- money's the root of all evil, mm-hmm. but money doesn't grow on trees. That's wrong. Money yeah. does grow on trees. It's abundant. It's actually it's, a tree. It's, it's everywhere. Right. Like, right. you can be, Like, when you really, like, get into a place where you say, hey, I believe in myself, I feel like abundance is there, like, and then I think, yeah, money can come from all different directions if you apply yourself, Mm -hmm. right? And I think what the adage is is saying that, you know, money doesn't just come automatically. It doesn't, but in some cases, it can Right, right. if you have no, you're the right talking plan. talking
1: about like manifestation. Manifestation,
0: talking I'm, I'm talking your about your
1: beliefs around money. Your
0: beliefs around money, mm-hmm. the, how you uh, approach earning. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you believe that, hey, the sky's the limit. Right. Right, then mm-hmm. I think that you can put yourself in that position. But I do think that that advice limits you of thinking that money is scarce. Right. 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 When the federal government prints out money all the time. Well, (laughs) I literally (laughs) uh, we
1: talk about this, too. I literally was taught about money like, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. There's not enough money. Right. And you need to go to school, get a good job, pay your bills and, you know, buy property, like buy a house. And then that's it. Like raise your family. And so I definitely think for a while in the beginning stages of our marriage, that's what we were trying to do. Like I'm working. And why am I not making the money that I want? And I'm working and I bought the house and now I can barely kind of juggle these things Right. because maybe buying a house wasn't the best thing for us to do when we bought a house, right. you know? But it was like kind of embedded in us that that was the next thing you do when you start a family. And it probably wasn't the best decision for us. At that yeah, time.
0: And, I, and I could probably say that if we were to do it all over again we would say, let's buy an investment house, mm-hmm. let that house rent it out, we'll still rent. And as we make money on that house, look to buy another house,
1: yeah. right? Well, we would have done that 12 times by now, <laughs> but we didn't get that advice.
0: Right. And, and and this is important because I think that when people work to get into a house and they become house poor, like we were, right? then your money's tied into something that can't give you any of the benefits that it's supposed to, right? Mm-hmm. It's an asset. It's supposed to pay out as some form of fashion in the future, right? But it shouldn't make you poor and at the same time.
1: Right. We were broke.
0: Right. So we're had pouring six hundred
1: dollars house but broke.
0: Right. We're pouring money into a house with a high interest rate. Had that, a five
1: thousand dollar mortgage right, that in we a, could in pay. And buying
0: in an inflated mm-hmm, market. Right. Yeah. And so, like we see today, you have a housing market that's inflated. Right. right? It's inflated because incomes had risen because of the economy. And then now it's shortage of homes, and all of a sudden you've got this crazy inflated market. That over time will take longer for you to actually get the benefits of whatever it can offer.
1: Yeah. So I think like it's fair to say the majority of us have like no real idea how money works other than what we were taught from our parents who always mean well. But maybe maybe that advice kind of fades out as the times change, as the market changes. Right. And so we as parents are trying to stay abreast of like making sure we're giving good advice, but also soliciting like information from our kids and like what things are trending, because we know that each generation kind of gets phased out as they get older. And the old school way of thinking at some point no longer applies to the new world. And so that's like one of our conscious decisions as we get older is to kind of stay relevant, stay abreast of what's going on. And I think Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, Poor Dad is really good at, you know, embodying that. Mm-hmm. And I've heard him mention that many times in his book. So for finance conversations, which we'll be talking about money again in the workshop on April 25th, a couple of categories we're going to talk about, which there's six of them, I believe. Savings. Mm-hmm. Like, what were you taught about savings? Just
0: I wasn't we didn't really have a Yeah, I wasn't taught about savings. I think. Oh, yeah, I remember. Savings was something you use when
1: to like reward yourself. No,
0: when something went wrong, mm, like like an emergency when you savings it, right. Uh-huh. Or you savings is used to use for a vacation mm-hmm. or use for something that you normally wouldn't be able to afford, right? Yeah. Where I understand that differently now.
1: Yep. My stepdad, Alex, is really frugal. He's really great at saving, very good at budgeting. And so he was definitely like the frugal one. I can't say that my mom necessarily like appreciated that because it was like, we work so hard, like we should be able to take a vacation.
0: Yeah. And now when I look at savings, knowing what I know now, like, and then also being a part of this market that like you have crazy inflation. So Right now, like inflation levels have gotten up to 10%. If you had $1,000 in the bank and inflation goes up 10%, you've lost 10% of your money. Mm -hmm. Right? Like literally by just having it in the bank, you lost money.
1: Well, we don't get taught that in school. So we'll be talking about that in the workshop. Next category, earnings. I think we were all kind of taught like get a good job that Mm -hmm. pays you well. And if you don't like that job and it's not enough money, then you got to go get another job.
0: Yeah. And what was interesting, I was thinking about that. And I was like, I wrote this down. I said, no job will make you rich, nope. but your income from that job can make you wealthy. Mm-hmm. Because I think that what we do, and I was there and I and I have to fix my brain on that all the time, that when you get a salary from a job, that salary by itself is not going to make you rich. No. It's not going to but change that salary your salary
1: can allow you to invest. Right. It can allow you to start a side hustle, which turns into a multi million dollar business. So we need the income coming in, but we have to be smart with that money and what we do. And so one of the things that, you know, we were taught years ago was every dollar has to have a job. Right. And if we look at money like, oh, it's like an army, these dollars are like an army. How do we put them to work for us? That's just like a whole shift that yeah, we were right. not raised with that we just didn't know until very much into our adulthood lives. And right? then,
0: yeah, and then we'll talk a little bit about this, but just a small amount can make a difference, mm-hmm. right? If you, you know, there's, we'll get, we'll get into the details, but there are ways that you can just transfer small amounts and over time that compounds. And before you know it, like, you've actually accumulated a, a good sum of money. You're
1: talking about turning your dollars into investments and then right. creating additional earnings, 100%. not just your just Not salary. just your
0: salary, mm-hmm. right? And then- You know, you're upset with your employer because you're asking for a raise Yeah, because your your merit increases every year. Don't change your life. It won't change your Mm -hmm. life because it's just.
1: Yeah, I'll just I think I've shared it before on the podcast, but, you know, being an employer is very different than being an employee. But it's interesting when people want to increase their life or expand their life, you know. Hey, I just turned 30. I'm ready to buy a house now. I want to get married. I need to talk to you about my salary because now I need you know to make more money. And I'm like, well, I don't really understand that, though. Like your age and you wanting to get married and buying a house doesn't really have anything to do right. with the quality of work that you're doing in my business, right? Right? And so so often I became a leader who had to educate my employees on how to ask for a raise but also how to earn more. Like maybe you have outgrown the company that you're working for, but here's what you need to do. Can you improve your skills? Can you start taking night classes? What can you do to make yourself- More valuable. More valuable so you can earn more.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think that that's the big thing is like, if you're at a job right now and your skill set hasn't drastically changed Mm -hmm. where you can offer more to your employer- Then the the thought process, yeah, like how are you asking more money because you, because you know how to do your current job the same. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And if you do it faster, maybe there's a reason, there's a reason to ask for something. If you do it better, if you start to reach beyond your current role and you can add value in other places, Then you add. I think that's a legitimate reason to ask for more money, but Mm. we can get more into that later.
1: Yeah. So the third category is debt. Mm. Um, Debt has always been told to us like, debt is bad. You should never be in debt. And as we earned more money and got around more people who made more money, we realized like, oh, debt's actually good. There's good debt. There's bad debt. You can leverage your credit. And that is a huge game changer for us. So we will definitely be talking about how we now leverage credit and leverage good debt to earn more money even.
0: Yeah, it was so funny because like I was reading that a lot of people with wealth, they usually go for monthly payments on things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so, it's so interesting, especially if they feel like it's zero interest yep. or little interest. They'll keep the cash in hand. Because they say, hey, I'd rather have my own cash Mm -hmm. because I know what to do with this money. And if it's going to outpace whatever debt, interest rate, then I'm making money.
1: Right. But that's a really tricky thing to do if you come from like a poverty mindset and you're not good with money and you're not good with discipline, which we were not. So that would have been a terrible bit of advice for you to tell us when we didn't have good habits. (laughs) Like seriously, it was like, oh, yeah okay, put it on the credit card. No problem. That's not actually what that means.
0: We're we're talking about, yeah, and we'll get more into that, but we're talking about things that are low, low cost.
1: Right. The next category is taxes, which I think is always an issue, especially for like small business owners. Like, oh, the thought of filing taxes in your small business is just like terrible. It's going to take you 25 days just to get things situated and The government's going to come for your money. And I remember we went to a conference and it was around multi-million dollar earners. And they said, well, if you know you have to pay taxes, put the money aside. Mm. If you know the tax bracket is 30%, then every $100,000 you make, put $30,000 aside. What's the big deal? And it reminded me just like, oh, you just have to know the system. Like If you know the system, then you don't have to be mad about it. You just have to take some personal responsibility and like play the game of it, right? Like, yeah. why are you mad about it if you know that that's the rule? It's like a cheat sheet. <laughs> actually, just follow the rules. And I thought, oh my god, that is amazing! Like, it was an amazing shift for me. I'm like, oh, put the money aside. Duh, that makes sense. If you know you're gonna owe, put it aside.
0: Yeah, and I think for a long time we didn't, and we still have a lot to learn, but we didn't spend the time understanding taxes and we didn't and learn how the system. you move mm-hmm. things around. Appropriately to lessen the burden of taxes, right. right? And so there's strategic things that people, there's a reason why, like write offs, there's a reason why Warren Buffett's tax rate is 22%. And then there's Joe Schmo who makes $300,000 who pays 35% on mm-hmm. taxes because he knows what to do with the money. I want to be clear
1: though, <laughs> like maybe we're talking about different things. You're saying to you, like maybe play the system. I'm saying, Understand. I'm saying no system. Okay, I'm saying yeah. every one of these categories, savings, earnings, debt, taxes, insurance, credit, mm-hmm. each of these has basically a system, whether it's implemented by the government, the IRS, you right. know, a FICO score, there is a system. I'm using air quotes like a game. It's like, these are the rules in which how you, yeah, and you uh, and how you play, right? <laughs> and so I'm saying not work the system, juice the system, like finagle the system. I'm saying know the rules. Right. If you know the rules, then you can play by the rules. And it's, it's not a surprise. Right. And then couple the system with the fact that the other component of that is personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. It is our responsibility to understand the system but the school system never teaches us no. the system. No. And so I think that's the problem is like, this should be a part of our education in high school, especially when you turn 18, you go away to college, and now there's booths that literally are trying to get you to sign up for student credit cards. And if your parents haven't done a good job of explaining to you what good debt is, bad debt is, interest rates, things like that, then you don't know the system. Right. So you're just at the mercy of whatever someone tells you.
0: And I think the thing is, is that personal responsibility one is is big because like these are businesses. Their job is to make money. Right. Right. And they're making money off the fact that, you know, you go beyond what you can afford and you pay interest. Right. And that's good business for them. So you can't say, well, you know, it's predatory. Some cases it can be. But Mm -hmm. the reality is, is there's always going to be a personal responsibility you've got to take about around what you're doing and, and how you play the game.
1: Right. Next category, insurance. There's life insurance, business insurance, health insurance, accident insurance, workers' comp insurance, lots of different insurance. It can seem like it's a ripoff, right? And so we're going to be talking about insurance being one of those six pillars um, around finances. And then the last one is, we talked about taxes, and the last one's credit.
0: Yeah, you combine credit a little bit. Right. And that's leveraging like the benefits of certain credit cards that mm-hmm. have tremendous benefits that you can save, that you can, you know, take advantage of that really are really helpful. Right. Like, it's just like, we've talked about it, we posted about it, like a, our American Express and how we've leveraged that to no ends just to, you know, for travel and things like that, which is golden.
1: Not even just that, but like building credit. Right. Like, do people know what a FICO score is? Do you know what a good FICO score is? Like, what is your FICO score when you get your first credit card. How do you get approved for your first credit card? What do you do if like in the hood, like you'd set up like an electricity bill in a kid's account, <laughs> a kid's name. And then if you don't pay that as a parent, like do <laughs> you, you went, mess you, up your kid's credit? So you, you got like a negative FICO score by the time you're 18 and that's like, all because of your parents.
0: You got 45 power bills that you haven't paid. <laughs> but you know, and that's really great because Jasmine was the first one of our children mm. that was eligible for a credit card. We uh, helped her get a credit card. She got it. She just told me the other day they gave her increase of $1,000 in her card. Good job. And I was like, that's how you do it. You right. work, work the system. And so she now- no, Again,
1: not in a finagling way, no, but saying, understanding the system. Right.
0: Understanding yeah. it and understanding that these credit card companies- they're trying to attract you. And so they're going to give you benefits to keep you there because they are making their money in other ways. Right. And so you just got to make sure they're not making the money off of you.
1: Right. We have a young staff. I mean, some one of our staff members was like, OK, I love when you do podcasts on money because literally I don't know this stuff. How do you increase your credit score? Like, right. What are things that I can do today to help increase my credit score? Because I want to buy a house in the next few years. And I was like, I got you. So this workshop is inspired by a bunch of questions that have been sent into us, people who have DM'd us. And again, we're not financial experts, but we've got enough books on (laughs) the shelf. Uh, We've been in enough trouble financially. (laughs) I think we've been. Yeah. And so we're just here to share some of the things that we feel we should have been taught in school. Mm -hmm. And maybe some of the we want to dispel some of the bad advice that we were given or we were taught. That I think still kind of gets recycled and regurgitated, and yeah. so that's kind of the point of this. So,
0: I'm really excited about that because there's a lot of bad advice that I was given. I just remembered another one. Oh, tell me. <laughs> you want to make money? Buy gold. Oh God! Like invest in gold. But I feel
1: like that's a commercial that still comes on.
0: No, but there are people who believe that you like. Oh, I invest in gold.
1: Mm-hmm. I bre-
0: I invest in precious metals, and I would think about and, I, and as I've gone gotten older, and I've read books, and I've and I understand. The amount of I, what I understand now about money, mm-hmm. gold is where you store wealth. It's mm-hmm. not an investment because if you look over the time of gold, it hasn't really gone up. It's just maintained its value. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have known that somebody would have told me invest in gold. I'm like, I'm gonna get rich. I just been buying, you know, investing in gold through the market and <laughs> not making any money.
1: Someone gave me some advice the other day. I'm dying to share this. I told you, but she said. So you got to be careful if you're in a marriage, make sure that you spend money as a wife. So that way, if you get divorced, you get the proper amount of alimony. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What? And they were like, I have a friend who recently got divorced. And because she was kind of like frugal with their money, like she could be getting based on his salary, she could be getting $80,000 a month in alimony. But now all she gets is 30000 So you should book the vacations. You should go shopping. You should spend the money and be in the habit of spending money. So that way, if something goes wrong, you're protected. And I, that was one of those things I was like, oh, my God. Wow. First of all, people get $80,000 a month from alimony. Well, this website. One of the things, the twenty-two ridiculously bad pieces of advice. It says, "Don't find someone rich." So I think it's implying you're supposed to marry rich. Don't everybody says marry rich. I didn't marry rich, but I married I'm Eddie. Rich. I'm
0: rich with love. You are
1: rich with love, <laughs> but I think that I wouldn't be getting eighty thousand dollars a month in alimony. No, we but work to that I program. say, <laughs> I want to make my own eighty thousand dollars a month. Yeah. I don't want your stinky money. Like I want to make my own money. So I don't know. That's I mean, interesting. I think, I, though, I think right? that
0: there's different perspectives for that. People would say that. I mean, there are countless stories of women and men who have supported individuals as they pursued, you know, their aspirations and their goals, and those things worked out. Mm-hmm. And their investment was time and delay of their own like personal fulfillment and personal drive
1: 100 uh, percent so, so i'm not saying it's bad advice. no no i'm
0: just saying there's there's different perspectives yes. in that and uh-huh. i think that you know hopefully like people who say well i gave up all these things like there's a part of it like I'm part of what right. you've accomplished
1: well i mean i feel that way with certain things right like you work for a company where you are contributing to a 401k right. meanwhile i'm you know, forging ahead with entrepreneurship. Like we just started a 401k for me this year, but that's a topic that we've talked about. Like, so the last 15 years that you've been earning a 401k, that's rightfully half my money too, because I have sacrificed money that I could have been making in my business because I was the one running out to take the kids to swim practice, soccer practice. I'm the one that didn't expand my business because it wasn't the right time for our family so we've had conversations about the sacrifices i've made but i also am very thankful that you're like a decent human being so like (laughs) if we were to ever separate i think it would be a pretty easy even steven like hey
0: not to even fathom that but you won't have you wouldn't have to worry about me being stingy.
1: Yeah, but also, you know, I don't want your money. Like, <laughs> I want what's mine. And then, like, let's just, let's be cool. Yeah. But can we just agree? Pinky promised, like, we're not going to divorce.
0: Never, ever.
1: Okay. You got so, this?
0: It's on It's on camera. It's on, <laughs> it's on audio. It's been recorded.
1: So I hope that this was helpful if, you know, talking about money and being in a group where you can ask vulnerable questions and learn some things about finances. Maybe you're trying to buy a house. Maybe you're trying to get your Family to the next income bracket. We're here to kind of help guide you and give you some resources that have, you know, helped us tremendously. So if that's something you're interested, go to JanelleCopeland.com. We are the Copelands.com. You can learn about our workshop that's going to be again on Monday, 25th of April. So, um, Can't wait. Super excited. yeah, that's it. I hope that this was semi informative, super uh, informative
0: and funny, and all of the best things about the best podcast well, ever. Go. So have a wonderful, wonderful... Yeah, can wonderful you share this
1: with a friend and, yeah, and take share. a couple of seconds to review it? Don't be stingy. Lately, you guys have been DMing me, telling me, hey, I really loved that episode. And although I appreciate it, I am always going to respond and say, could you please do me a favor and spend 30 seconds copying and pasting this into iTunes? The reviews help us. So if you love this, please, you know, yeah, shout us out.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you this. Just if share you, it. If you love be it, better. share it on social media, tag us. We'll share what you share. And we'll be just one sharing pushing family
1: yes so have a great one you guys we'll see you inside of the pusher society hopefully and push through
0: thank you for listening to the push podcast